Hi yo, welcome to another episode of Afroti A7, your favorite podcast. Yay, yay. I'm joined by Wavy F Baby and a new kid on the blog. He's not a kid though, but he's new on here. He goes by the name Mike. And that's the only name I need, Mike. Mike, you're welcome. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you. Yes, and um, I go by Mike. <laughs> just Mike, nothing just, more. Just Mike. Yeah, just Mike. Mike. <laughs> just Mike. You're welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, on this week's episode, we are talking about human rights issues around the world. We had this discussion the last time, and then there's been new developments to it, so we thought, why not continue from where we left off? So, kicking the ball rolling. About this, two Rastafarian boys who want to go to Achimota school so badly. The court ruled in their favor that um, they should be allowed to attend Achimota school. Achimota school, however, is seeking an appeal against the court's ruling. And apparently, one of the guys, uh, Tyrone Maguire or something like that, he's actually gone to the school with his stuff want his uniform and everything. So what's your take on this? Yo. Do I go first? Yes, yeah. anybody can go yeah. first. No, okay. So um I I think it's I it's a laudable ruling by the court and I I believe it's in the great interest of like everyone in the education sector. I mean, everyone has a right to education. So why deny someone on the grounds of being a Rastafarian or anything like that? So I, I, I just suppose the ruling of the court. Okay. Wait. Um, so I, I stand by what I said the last time. Um, I... I strongly believe every institution has its um, its rules, its um, regulations, its uniform, its um, the way they go about about things. So, if you seriously want to be part of that uh, that that system or that institution, I believe you need to do the right thing. You understand? So, um, yeah, the court has ruled in the favor of the Rastafarians. But then I believe if they really, as like I said the last time, they really want to go to school, they should, they should, they should take it off. Um, look at um, national security. You can't be in national security and have beard. These days, there are people in national security who have beard, which is weird. But you can't be in national security and have beard. You understand? These are just formality. Okay. You can't be. Um, you can't be dressed a certain way or be in a certain way and be in an army. These are all rules that go with being in these institutions. So if you want to be there, it's just they're just the rules. If you really want to be there, just do the right thing. But then if the court has ruled in the favor of the rest of the man, what what do I have to say? The school wants to appeal it. Ah, they should they should go ahead and do that if that's what they feel like doing. Man, but I mean, I still stand by what I said. I think if you really want to be there, just do the right thing after you finish. University, when you finish, you can grow your locks as long as you want them. So, yeah. Okay. And Can I, uh, can I add something? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know, but as um, Wavy just said, um, every institution has rules. 
in as much as they have rules, you should also consider the fact that there are human rights, um, there are human rights that guide, guide us, whatever the case. And in institutions where there are rules, the institutions belong to like countries and all that. And those countries also have constitution. And even despite the constitution being the highest, whatever, the constitution being the highest rule of the land, there are certain you and other things that you can't like infringe upon. So yeah. for instance, there was um, a UN, UN um, writing to Ghana, I think on two days ago, asking Ghana why they've still arrested um, a couple of people infringing on their rights uh, or freedoms and all that. So yeah, you can't just put um, as in institutional rules in a bracket and then you have to look at every aspect of this and before you can like actually see whether you uh, they should go by the rules or not. Hmm. Okay, sure. Interesting so, point. For, for me, like I just want to hear from the school what their main issue with this is. Like just the hair. What harm is it causing? What threat is their hair to them being admitted? Like that is what I don't understand. And then they are appealing it. On the other hand, I feel the parents should just send the boys to some other school because if the school is strongly against it like this and they are even seeking for an appeal, how are they going to uh, relate to the teachers and their other colleagues in that institution? That is where my issue is right now. But aside that, like, it's a good thing that the coach ruled in their favor. But I think the parents should just take them to another school. Anna. I, I strongly agree. Like, if you strongly say you, you want your kids to be educated, Already, I think the school has already okay, so I think that they should they should if they really want to educate their, their 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 kids, they should just take them to a different school. You understand? And like I was saying, and looking at what Mike was saying, fine. You have human rights, but don't you think um the increase in discipline the increase in indiscipline in our schools and even in the country at large stems from some of these things we are saying human rights are saying human rights. These are just basic institution rules that the school goes by. These are rules that have been there for hundreds of years. Like why change them for two boys? I I, I really don't get it. If they strongly want to keep those laws, there are so many private institutions who wouldn't mind taking them. They should just go there. That's what I think. I mean, they are not trying to change the rules for these two boys, but it's an institution that make that makes exceptions for, I mean, Eastern and Western people who come with all their natural hair that when they shave, they, they look weird, so they should just allow them. So if you can make exceptions for people who are not Ghanaians, why are you trying to prevent Ghanaians from us having access to institutions? You know, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. But, um, you know, um, the last time we're having this, I think we're having this discussion, Debbie, you said something which I, I really didn't agree on here. But later I thought about it and I was like, I, I later agreed on it. You were talking about girls keeping their hair and all that. I, I, I later thought about it I was like, yeah. You know, the reason a lot of women these days are in Ghana are buying all these weaves, spending all this money on these weaves because they were all cutting their hair when they were younger, you bab. So now they go up 
trying to have that long hair and now they are spending thousands of CDs on long hair. You understand? So for women, I think it's okay. It should be it should be allowed that women should be able to keep their hair in school. But for men, like really, really, what do you need the hair for? So yeah, that's what I think. That's the part of the society he finds himself in. That is what not all Rastafarians have locks, but then certain classes of them have locks. And then those that some, some have a right from birth. We don't know about his, but then again, my own issue is, yeah, you're saying rules exist for a reason. I get that. Yeah. But then what harm is his hair going to cause? That is what I don't I don't get. What I think it's going like, to. I think there's going to be an increase in indiscipline. How? Like, I think. We, like I think. An we, employer I think saying, we, don't we, employ you because you have locks because I feel like people with locks are violent and they are. No, 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 no. The school never said. The school never said. But they don't have to say. That's what I want to know. No, 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 no. You can't say. You can't. You can't say. You can't say that for the school. You can't say that for the school. No, I'm saying I want to know, like, because that that is kind of. The thing we we know, like people well, with laws can't be trusted. They are this, they are that. They are weed smokers. Is it, what what is their reason? Yeah, I get it. You, well, I, you can't make an exception for this. Like this is a good kid with good grades. According to him, he doesn't even like he never took math notes in class because he was so inclined with the subject. Like this is a, a a good kid who might even raise the name of your school higher. You never know. Well, so um, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, the the court ruling was up, I think twenty seven or so pages, and then according to the as in the judge of the case, she was like, uh, even though the school were pleading on health grounds and then academic issues, they were never really trying. They never really tried to like prove why keeping dreadlocks would give you poor academic performance. Or whether it, there's any health implications to that. So that was, I think, one of the reasons why the court ruled in the favor of the Rastafarians. If you are trying yeah. to tell me that my dreadlocks is preventing me from studying, you should prove it. Maybe with a case study result or something. But the school failed to do that. So mm. um, I'm, 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 I'm not speaking. I, I can't. I can't be the school's um, spokesperson. But what I think is. Um, person sorry but what i think is that i feel like it's going there's going to be an increment of indiscipline because i feel like if this is allowed then somebody else comes with another thing you're like oh but we allowed this guy i said this on a podcast the last time we allowed this guy i mean this guy was allowed why can't we be allowed and that goes back to what i i always say this is how come this is how come um uh, LGBTQ has gotten to where it has gotten to because oh these people are allowed then yeah well, we can also be allowed and then they keep forming this big committee it was L and then the B was added and then G was added and then now it is something something Q and then plus you understand and now like as we will go on later to um, discuss now they want to be part of um, they want to be part of like transgender women wanting to be in um, female female uh, sports, you understand? And then it becomes a problem. Now it has to become a human right thing. You have to take it to court back and forth and then be like, nah, if they can be allowed to change their genders and that's how they feel, 
they are or that's how they feel like their orientation is and they should be allowed to participate in those and that gender shouldn't be able to divide or shouldn't be able to like sort of kick them out of joining you understand so i feel like immediately some of these things are allowed then there's rights for any other thing the next two years somebody else with something else will come and then be like oh but you guys allowed this guy two years ago so i should be allowed understand so that's how i feel i don't think they should be stopped from having education i just feel like if the court says okay the school should allow them i think maybe the school should allow them but then if not they should try a private school that's what i'm saying okay thank you for giving them the spoiler alert he's already Which taking us into question <laughs> or topic two the second part of the show has already been introduced by wavy so yeah let me just go with it i'm Florida sorry i'm bans, sorry Florida bans trans athletes from public high schools and colleges sports that's female public sports competition so the law says women and girls must play in the teams of their biological sex so you know originally when you are born on your bed set you are either a guy or a girl a boy or a girl female or male on your bed set and then through your processing or whatever you change become a trans either trans male or trans female biologically you are not female okay you've transitioned into that class so they are saying that it's unfair to girls who are originally and biologically female to have trans female compete in the same sporting activities and competition as them so that is why this ban was placed what's your take on it I mean, this this is this is a very funny case, where I mean, um, let me pull out this case. Casta Somenya from um, South Africa was banned from competing in Olympics because they were claiming her tester uh, testosterone levels were high, higher than regular. Fe- and this is one who is born biologically a female. The fact that he, so this is where my question comes in. What defines whether you are male or female, is it whether is it just being born bi- biologically or there is something else? Whether the testosterone levels are high, whether you look like a girl or a boy. I mean, what tells whether you are male or female? Oh, the chromosomes do. <laughs> yeah, those X Y X X thing. That's that's what basically defines it. Yeah, but then you know there are people who like come out having both sexes and they have to choose whether they are male or female. There are people yeah. that... Yeah, oh. there are people like um, that. At least what's you the, came what's out like What's the percentage of that? Well, even even if it's a few, like, it exists. So for someone... I'm saying it doesn't exist, but uh, when we take people like that, most of the time, we have them uh, more or less aligning to one particular sex. Um, there's this lady who was interviewed. Um, she's a upcoming um, musician in Ghana, and she she she's I mean she's a lady. She was saying that she has um, both, but the male organ uh, that she had was it's it. She says it's something very small. Like it's not even like active to even use it. Like a male uses their male organ. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So yeah. um, 
at the end of the day, they still align to a particular sect, you understand? This um, um, transgender thing is mo- normally not in, in, normally not about the, um, normally not, it's about psychology, you understand? Psychologically, what the people are thinking up there, like, nah, I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm a man, I'm a woman, you understand? These are people that are thinking, I don't know why this South Africa um, case you are talking about, this lady was banned from, I don't think that's fair. I really don't think that's fair. You understand? Mm-hmm. I really don't think that's fair. But um, basically, when you are born, you align with either being a male or a female. There are very rare cases where you find hermaphrodite. But most of the time, you are either born a male or a female. Yeah. So, is the law fair? Um, the law on which one? The South the African case? The, or... No, no, no. On the ban. On the ban of trans competing in female sports. The law is, the law is perfectly fair. Why? Because basically they can't compete. I mean, you, 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 you. I go change and now I have boobs and ass and then I'm competing with the ladies and running. Like, come on. Come on. I'm going to destroy them. The closest person I will be, I, I mean... I'm going to give them a serious gap. You understand? I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. So that's what but I'm thinking. I, I, I believe it's it's really not a right ban. Like, you can't just... Okay. The fact that we all have boobs and because I was once a guy doesn't mean I will overpower you in anything. I mean, there are men who, who, are, who get beaten by women all the time. So... How can you say just because all I try to do things from not all the time? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know, of, I know of practice where the women are like the men where they beats up, and yeah, you couldn't care about them because it's weird to like actually go to a police station and say my wife beats me up, like you, the man. I mean, what kind of man are you? My yeah, so just for the mere fact that I've changed. From a man to a woman doesn't mean I'm going to like be outstanding in that field. At least let me try. Mm, try. This is the um, um, is this a which one? Um, this is a high school competition. Oh, yeah, that's a high school. High school and colleges in Florida. In Florida. Yeah, so Florida states the ban is in some states, not the whole of United States. It's in just some states. No, yeah, that's how it starts. it starts in some states and then it takes over. So that's how it starts. That the precedent is for the LGBTQ, Joe Biden. In fact, that whole political group. So let, let's see. But my take, like, like Mike, what you are saying? Yeah, uh, yeah I get it. Women, in as much as I'm a feminist, everybody knows this already. I feel uh, these sporting competitions are made women's, men's differently for a reason. And even in the men's category, we will have under 18 or under 15. All these classifications are there for a reason. Yeah, you have some rare cases where a woman can compete against a man and win. But, I mean, how, how, how is the odds? Okay. So you being a male, biologically a male, and then you become trans, female, are you menstruating 
I, I don't know about that. So imagine a female on the day of the competition or whatever, or tryouts, she's menstruating, but then she still has to compete. You, the trans man, I don't think you are, men I don't know. I'm not sure, but I don't think, and even if you are, well, you have the like upper hand over this girl who is in her period, but still has to compete. It's it's kind of weird, okay? And then this is the classification I want us to know. Like, Wavy keeps saying, then this is how the LG... But these are two different cases. In this case, it's like, it's a, you are a threat to somebody, one, of course. And then it's it's kind of weird. Like, you, you've been a man for the most part of your life, and now you transition to female, and you're in the locker room changing with females. And I mean, like, it's it's a whole lot. Or you disagree? Um, Debbie, I think with your menstruation part, I don't entirely agree with you. I mean, all girls don't menstruate on the same day. No, I so even that. Yeah, so even in between women, you can be menstruating different days and you have to still have to compete. So why do you like bring this up? In, it doesn't really tell you. I'm just saying, like, the man will have some, you, the trans man, will have some sort of advantage already. And then your boobs, probably not all, all of them have boobs. Me, my boobs could be weighing me down. And then you, you don't have, like, your chest is flat. Then you, you, you can go if it's a race. Like, you can speed off. I mean, the strength, the strength of a man and a woman, you can't... Uh, I don't know. You know, and people... How, would... how, how about the locker room? Like, changing in the... Oh, God. It's, it's I mean, okay. people will say we live in a world where everything is not fair. So, if you just give them the benefit of the doubt, they say they are women now. Just allow them to compete. No, we should have a different competition class for such people. But you don't mix from someone who is biologically female or male, and then you have to include a trans. They have the right to also partake and play. Yes, but let's give them a separate category to compete among themselves. I think that would be fair. Well, if the ban looked at it that way, then I think that would be fair enough. But an outright ban doesn't really help. Yeah, so probably this ban will bring the need for them to consider and make a sporting competition, whatever, for, to cater for that group of people. But then for me, it's fair that they don't mix with somebody who is biologically female or male with somebody who is a trans female or male. Like, it's unfair. And then moving on. Did you guys hear about, uh, or do, you, do does anybody have anything to say? Um, I wanted to read something. Okay. Um, let me see if I can. Okay. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. So, um, what I was about to say was that eventually uh, these states would all have to agree and then these transgender people would have to com would compete in the same as both genders because um, it says here that um, it's not until uh, 2004 that the LO wait, is that IOC I don't know what that is. Allow transgender athletes to participate that in the Olympic Games. Yeah. So athletes who uh, transition from male to 
female, sorry, from female to male were allowed to compete without restriction. These guidelines were in effect for 2016 Rio uh, Olympics, although no transgender openly participated or competed. So eventually, the Olympics have allowed it. These schools would have to, or these um, states you're talking about, would have to allow. And you know, the world is really influenced by what really happens in the United States. Immediately, they start allowing some of these things. Other countries start and then eventually takes over. So eventually we'll get there where they would have to be competing, but I don't think it's fair. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's the little submission I had. Okay. Now coming back home to Ghana or motherland, fix the country mm. with protesters. Mm. Mm. Did, did you hear of the issue where they uh, so the police denied them of their protest and then um, they took them to court so the court yeah. summoned the protesters or the leaders of this protest to appear in court and then the police assembled in court and were preventing them from going into the court saying um, the court is a place of peace and harmony and they can't come with their placards and all stuff like that. Did, did you guys see the video on social media? Um, I'm actually yeah. see that, but you didn't see that. No, I'm actually yet to see it. Ooh. I I heard something about it, but I'm yet to see that. But even given that, really, in the law, the police don't have the right to grant you whether you should protest or not. They are, you're only supposed to inform them so that they know. I mean, it's a security, it's a security thing. That's why you just inform them. It's not whether for them to grant you or not. So I was happy when they went to court for the court to like give them that restriction. But having them be stand outside the court, so how does the court hear them at the end of the day? Exactly. You know when. No, but the leaders, um, Debbie, the leaders. Mm-hmm. Where the leaders of the demonstration were allowed to enter the court to have the case. No, right? so like they were they were the ones being blocked. They they had to go into the courts to be heard, but then the police were blocking them from doing so. And I think Wait, so how did the case even go? Say again. So how did how how did the did the, the case even get um get heard if um one party of the case wasn't in court? So eventually they made them go in, but then initially, okay. like they were trying to say they, they shouldn't come with their placards and stuff like that. Like they were wearing t-shirts, like fix the country and stuff. Like mm. this is the law court. You are not supposed to act like that. Like we are here to ensure that everything is in order. Okay. Yeah. But you know, when uh, there's a protest or a demonstration, the police has to like kind of be with the people, not that they are in support of whatever the protest is, but then they are securing and they're managing the crowd. So mm. that is where mm. the, the police are not going to do that, are not willing to do that. And that is why they had to go to court. Mm. But then I'm like, okay, so <laughs> peaceful protests, they're just protesting telling the government what ought to be done and what not. They want their voice to be heard. And then the police has time to, like, say, we won't do this, and even take them to court, and then you don't want their case to be heard. But 
you you are able to um arrest uh, was was it there national security like arrest journalists for taking pictures and then torturing them but let's say we call you that there's a robbery here it will take you forever to come but then these are peaceful protesters and then you have the the nerve and the courage to use taxpayers money this was what one of the leaders of the protest was saying that you are using taxpayers money my money to block me from even having my case be heard in court then again i don't want the issue to go and become like that of nigeria that's the answers but then it's kind of looking like it but i think ghana is too peaceful for that but then again anything can happen but if, even even with that the court injunction was based on the was on the grounds of um the covid restrictions and all that and then just yesterday it was yesterday on friday with the funeral of sir john you could see the crowd amassed with no nose marks and all that so why do you why is the courts being impartial with me having a, is it because i'm speaking against the country or i'm speaking like to bad things in the country as why you are trying to prevent me or you are genuinely doing your work and then turning a blind eye on other things hmm. man <laughs> <laughs> is this, I don't know. It's, it's funny. It's funny. It's just funny. I think um, I think they should be allowed to peacefully demonstrate, like they said they wanted to. I don't know why they were stopped. And I, I'm just, I keep praying about this thing that like it should never end up like the way Nigerian situation ended up. That's that's not good at all. I hope Ghana is way peaceful than that. You understand? We saw the results of it. It wasn't good. So I don't think we should go down that path. I think they should be allowed to demonstrate peacefully, wear their nose masks, and then do their thing. That's all I think. I don't see why the police should stop them. I yeah, mean, if, I if we had the numbers Nigeria had, I'm sure they have gone past that by now. Because almost when it started, about for two, three weeks, it was still trending. Even though they kept yeah. changing the hashtags and all that, you could still see it trending. So I think yeah. what, if we had the numbers Nigeria was, was having, come on, we would have gone past answers. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of agree. Because Ghanaians, because it was online, like online, but I feel how many people actually come on the streets and go like, you fix the country, this, 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 this. I feel Ghanaians are not radical enough. What do you think? I don't. I don't think it's about being radical enough. I think uh, with Nigeria, it was uh, it was a case of um, the people got fed up. Okay, these were things that they had been talking about for years. The people got fed up. You understand the way they were being treated, um, the way all of a sudden this what do you call it? I think that starts. Yeah, um, those. I don't know what the some of your police was on your day. You understand? And then they were telling them that yo, you are using our own money to do this thing. And we don't even think it's even necessary because what they are supposed to the crime that they are supposed to even be combating, they are even doing something different. And they are they are just humiliating and humiliating and then um stopping their youth and then I mean all sort of unnecessary uh abuse on the young people in the country. So the people were like, nah. And the government didn't listen. It went on and went on and went on. So 
it's not about me and the car. I think they were fed up, okay? Any Nigerian I talk to, I have like a couple of Nigerian friends. Anytime I talk to them, like you can you can genuinely see how fed up they are with the government. And I'm, I don't think it's about being radical. I just think if it gets to a point, because a lot of people used to say, oh, Nigerian youth don't don't really, can't do anything. They'll just come and trend their thing for a couple of days and then they will just go, they, oh, everybody just talk. Nobody has the balls to like face the issue head on. But then it got to the point where they got fed up. So I'm just hoping it doesn't happen like that in Ghana. I'm just hoping the government allows them to do their demonstration, listen to them, and actually note down what they are saying. Maybe it could help us turn the country around. I, I guess, I think so. I mean, democracy is keeping them in keeping. But here is the case where government like wants to tell you, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And when you go ask some questions, how are you doing this? They want to shut you up and then prevent you from talking. How do you define that as democracy? Exactly. The democracy is not really effective there. <laughs> See, we are practicing democracy, but I don't think that's what it is. We just put people in power and enrich them. And at the end of them, their time, they go away. And a new badge of people come. And then we keep enriching people. And then same old issues. Hmm. So I don't know how far this protest, even if they are allowed, I don't know how far it's going to go or what impact is going to make. Would there be an impact from the protest? Well, if we, if the government actually listens, yeah, then there should be an impact. But I, I, I don't think this government listens to like what the people say. As they have their own agenda they want to pursue. So once they are not there yet, I'm not sure. That's sad. That's really sad. Interesting. Anyway, I, I agree. I, I agree. I agree with what you are saying. I think I just think the government should listen to what the people are saying. Well, you know, the people have some really nice ideas on um, what they think should be done. You understand? I don't think it's just about complaining about the problem. I think that the fact that you've been educated, you should be able to also tell us what you think the solution should be. And then these um, leaders of the demonstration should be able to sit down with, I don't know who will be in charge of taking these concerns and sitting down with them and having like a sort of round table discussion. I don't know who will be in charge of that from the government side. But then I think they might have some really nice, good solutions. And then everybody would go home happy, I think. I mean, we are all stakeholders in governance. So exactly. I think I, I, I go with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm, but some weird thought just went to my head like so why don't we instead of complaining about the government this the government that the government this the government that why don't we like let's say the private people th- these protesters you have ideas you have the finances let's change this country for ourselves and pri- privatize everything so then who we, nothing is for the government so who is coming to govern what and let it, let us leave the broken system for them to come and govern anna <laughs> uh, what you are saying i feel like it's neither here or there honestly <laughs> <laughs> No, but then we will so, own like, everything. Like it's a partnership. It's 
um, stuff like it's an NGO. It's so no Ghana name on anything, even though it's in Ghana. So like Ghana, it should, it should basically run Ghana like a country. I mean, people in governance have they all have like um, companies and things that they run, and they are successful. So why is that <laughs> once once they come into government, then they I don't know tend to mismanage? Because they feel it's not for just them. You know, when something is yours, there's a way you guard it. There's a way you go about it. But when once it's government, like even people working in the public sector, oh, nobody can sack me. Job security, you get it. Once it's gov- the, the name government is there, I'm buying, I'm buying, I'm buying. Like that passion and zeal, it's rare. Well, don't don't you think you are now like trying to say we should rather fix our attitude than the economy rather be fixed? No, what I'm saying is fine. We we the people we have issues too, no doubt. Okay. But then, how how long should we wait for that? Because, like you said, this process will only make an impact if the government listens. So I'm tired of everything having to be dependent on the government. Like at some point, we will have to take matters into our own hands. I this matters into our own hands. We may add in Nigeria to be able to do. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Like yeah, then they say okay, most taxes, you bet yeah, okay. But let's do stuff. Like on our own, ABR said so there's a factory we need to do here, or this social amenity we need to do here, create jobs here and there. Like, there are private individuals who can do that. You do that and you own it. So, at the end of the day, these broken systems, yeah, we'll vote you into power, but then, like, things that we have told for and then enrich yourselves and your family. We'll leave the broken systems for you to end up like come to power every four years, change government, whatever. Come and rule that your parliament house will be there your your flagstaff house your castles will be there <laughs> but we are not we are tired of enriching you bottom line no even 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 if they are not doing any work they might assuming you say private individuals should build schools they might just come up with the law and say oh once you own a school you pay like 70 percent tax how about that Seventy percent tax, huh? Yeah, seventy. Mean... Like, how will you just get up and say you pay seventy percent tax? Well, it's government. Anything they want, the they get. The government. Who checks them? Oh. Like, who, who checks the government? That's the question. Nah. Who checks the government? That, 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 that doesn't happen. And even if it gets there, seventy percent. Let's see. Uh, I mean, if it's private sector, you make money. So you can't pay. <laughs> you can't pay. But so see, um, this this lady, um, so everybody knows this Trini Jonas guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when these cases and stuff were invoked on him and all that, his sister came out. Actually, his sister is his sister happens to be a chief. Uh, is it a chief? I don't know that. I don't know how they they. But his sister actually happens to be um. Uh, how do you call it? Obviously, a queen mother or something in one of these areas, right? And then she came out saying, she came out talking about how um, she has been doing things to help her community uh, since uh, time immemorial. But guess who or guess what um, the government does to support? They actually sometimes even stop her from doing it. For example, she said there was this time 
she went to Italy. She saw um, there was this um, it, it's, it's more or less like a mobile hospital. Okay, so it's like a container that can be moved, but then it's a hospital that has everything you need in there. You can you can go you can undergo surgery and everything in that container. And you have these doctors in um, in Italy who came up with the idea, and they were willing to donate about three of them to Ghana. So the lady went to the conference, saw the thing, and asked them that she begs them. Like actually, they, they were willing that time they weren't really distributing it yet. But then she went there, talked to them, and told them that she wants to she wants them to bring this thing to her country, Ghana, to a certain um, village or something. And then they were like, "Oh, no problem, fine." So you know, there's this paperwork. All this thing has to go through. You have to take some um, 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 paperwork from the government of Ghana. Take it there. Blah 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 blah. You know when the lady came to Ghana, came to talk to the I don't know who was in charge of that. They actually told her like point blank that like if you are going to do this, it's going to be more or less collaboration with the government uh, thing, so that the government is the one going to look like oh as part of. MPPs, blah, 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 blah. MPP was able to uh, bring this, 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 this. Making the lady who even started the whole thing. So the lady was really pissed. She went back and forth so many times. And then, guess what? It didn't happen. The people were ready to ship the thing. But she says that countries like Congo and some other countries, they, they were able to take it there. And these doctors who came up with this idea were willing to come to those places and actually take care of these people free of charge. But because it wasn't a government initiative and then it's this private person trying to do it and take all their glory. This person is not even in government, but this person is even, has even worked or brought more to this community than our, our MP or our DC or whoever has done for us. So they didn't allow it. You understand? So I'm saying this to say that, Debbie, um, the private idea that you are saying, you know, people can come up with it, but the same government can 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 actually like can actually like boycott it, can actually like what's the word? Can actually like distort you. your my god you think frustrate you or something. Yeah, frustrate you or something to 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 just abandon it. You understand? It it, it goes on. But it's just unfortunate. I was saying here the last time that uh, most of these developed countries have um, a 10-year, 20-year development plan. And that's what they go by. You understand? Oh, by 2020, this, we are going to make sure every community has this. By 2020, this, we are going to make sure this part of the country has done by that kind of thing. But in Ghana, it's like, it's always a political agenda. It's always like, NIMPP, yeah, that kind of thing and then that argument so everybody's trying to make their their eight years four years look better than the other and that's where we have the problem you understand so when this young lady is trying to come up with an idea to solve a problem she's genuinely seen in a community that she's not earning one city out of it the government is trying to pocket off it do you understand what i'm trying to say so it's it's it's, it's a big problem it's a big problem i think we should stop looking at things through the party lenses i think Eventually, people are actually getting tired of this party thing. Let's see how where it goes. Let's see where it goes. I think the first the country, as far as I've seen, a lot of people, a lot of people were um, 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 looking at the thing like we don't care whether it's NDP or NDC. We just want the problem solved. 
and that is what I was actually happy on. I hope it is genuinely like that because for all you know, Krampo, there's one of the political parties right behind this thing pushing their own agenda. You understand? So I hope genuinely it's not politically motivated. Yeah, I mean, we all say we are tired of the politics, but what are we doing? Are we now going to be voting scat and blast like we did in the last election? Like, what is the way forward once we say we are tired? Like, um, I think so that's the question. The and blouse um, 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 voting that happened the last time um, has it has it brought any improvement? I'm, uh, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, so let's see how that goes in the next few years. Okay, let's see how that goes. That skirt and blouse thing that they, they did in there now, it's more or less like okay, now if you don't if you don't work. We don't care whether you are from party or party B. We would actually vote for who we think is coming to work. That, that would probably go a long way to solve half of our problems. The other half is uh, attitudinal uh, issues. But yeah. Okay, people. We've come to the end of today's episode. Oh, so soon. Last words. Anyone? I mean, my last words are so soon. So soon, <laughs> yeah, and I'll come by real fast, yeah, very, 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 yeah. yeah so, it means so you had fun, you enjoyed today's. I enjoy myself, those are my last words, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, my my last words, it's um, a quick advice. I mean, to Action Water School, this is, a, this is a school that was established to like provide education for all. And it's from their school that um, currently are second cycle schools, even where African friends, thanks to Dr. Ephraim Mamu. I mean, for, for someone who to be sucked from the bustle machine because you are playing traditional drums and all that, which wasn't allowed, Rachmata gave you an invitation and then they took up that skill. So Rachmata is known for like that's rich um educational heritage where they just provide education whether being radical or not just gives the education so i think for them to say they are going to appeal is not right they just allow the kids to stay in school and then also i mean human rights we all say human rights human rights but we should know that there are also limitations to our rights as nana was saying earlier i mean there are rules so if you want to do something, just apply the rules. That's my like final way. Okay, okay. Thank you, Mike, for joining us today. We hope you become a frequent guest. Um, I I hope so too. I mean, I had fun. I had fun today. Sure, we are glad you did. Wavy, thanks for coming through as always. And as usual. All right, people, you know what to do. Stay safe. Hit us up, social media. you find us everywhere, half 487. Comment, like, share. Share, people. Share, share, share. Let's share. We beg, or we beg. Now, now they're with the begs. They beg. Share. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next week, y'all. Stay safe. We love you. Catch you same time right. next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.